I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sophie, I'm so pleased to say that the sponsor for today's podcast episode is Burger and Lobster. And us? You heard right, listeners. As part of me and Han's first ever restaurant collaboration, we have developed an extra special menu item that has launched this week in celebration of International Women's Day. For our collaboration with Burger and Lobster, Sophie has reimagined their iconic lobster roll as a totally delicious UK first, the lobster katsu roll yum, complete with pickled ginger, sesame seeds and lashings of yummy katsu sauce. And Hannah has paired it with a delicious arborino from Spanish winery Martin Kodak's, a perfect acidic sip to cut through the richness of that lobster. The I'll Have What She's Having special is now available across seven different burger and lobster locations in the UK. But Sophie, it's only going to be available until the 10th of April, so everyone has to move fast if they want it. Go on, book a table, visit burgerandlobster.com and be sure to tag us in your photos. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to I'll Have What She's Having, a food and drink podcast from me, Sophie Wybird. And me, Hannah Crosby. Every week, Sophie and I sit down to dinner. She makes a dish, I pair a wine, and we put the world to rights. This week, we pair a lobster katsu roll with Albarino. And we talk therapy, scallops, and the secret to happiness with Chef Big Hass. Hello! We are back with the season finale. Season finale. And we've got two very exciting things in the room right now. And I'm not talking about us. Whoa. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. I'm really excited because for our final episode, we have none other than Big House sat opposite us. Can I talk now? Yeah, you can talk. Hello, yeah. what's going on? I've got to pretend that we don't, that we haven't just had a fifteen-minute conversation about shit. Yeah. Um, but hi, thanks for having me. No, thank you so much for being here. Well, if you don't, guys don't know how, which I can't imagine why you wouldn't. But stop it. In case you didn't, 
He got his start at Jamie Oliver's 15 program, which started a career slinging pans in London's most beloved restaurants. The first time reading this, Sophie's a very good script writer. <laughs> he now has an incredibly entertaining and wholesome YouTube series called Sunday Sessions, where he cooks up delicious things in his garden. And last year published his debut cookbook, Home. Welcome. And thank you so much for being Thanks here. Thanks for having me. I'm so sorry that we've kind of dragged you out on a really miserable day. No, it's fine. It's, today's International Women's Day. It's not <laughs> It's not a sad day. Um, Acting like I didn't just tell you like 15 <laughs> yeah, minutes yeah, ago. Literally just told me. Um, yeah, it's pissing <laughs> down. We live in London. It is what it is. Yeah. It's grey out. Yeah, we're we, used to it. Yeah. You've, you're an adult who's got a car. We're not real adults. We don't have yeah. cars. I'm mm. impressed that you have that availability. I still live at home though, innit? So I can afford to have a car. Yeah. I would live at home forever if I could. Do you know what? It's getting jarring, though. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, just... I feel like ever since I started doing therapy, shit just winds me up quicker. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, You're more conscious of, sudden, of, like, your thought yeah, processes. Yeah, all of a sudden I'm just on edge all the time. And I'm like... <laughs> it's about, like... I'm, I'm relaying these things in my head and I'm like, she's giving me this to deal with, she's giving me that to deal with. And then someone asks me questions and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Don't, don't ask <laughs> me shit, I'm thinking about man. my yeah, feelings. Stop asking me shit, man. I'm trying to grow. Do you know what I mean? Honestly, I do therapy on a Monday evening and after therapy, I can't do anything afterwards. Oh, right. It's like quiet time But do you find thoughts. that all of your sessions are negative? I cry every session. No, I'm not, I'm not, saying, that mine, I'm not saying that all mine are negative, but like sometimes I do, like you, sometimes I do a session and I'm like, fuck the world and I'm just going to, sit at home and play Mario Kart. And then there's other times that I have really positive sessions and, and it and it like brings my mood up for the rest of the week. But I've taken a break recently. Um, I've done a, my first three-week gap without doing therapy. Mm -hmm. And I found that when I was doing it regularly, by Wednesday, as I do the one Thursday, by Wednesday, I'm like, I need to say this, I need to talk about that. You make a mental yeah. list. Yeah. We talk about our therapists quite a lot. Yeah, on this, yeah. Yeah. This, 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 is, this is fucking me off. But where I've taken a three-week gap, I'm just a bit like okay, I'm going to deal with this on my own. And if I Ooh. need to talk to my therapist, I'll be like, all right, let's book in and have a little chat. Um, That's a good way to do it. She's like, really taking cool, the tools. Shout out my therapist, Laverne. She's cool, bro. Do you have this as well? I don't know if you guys have this, where me and my close friends all have therapists now. And you always ask how the therapist is within the conversation. And we all know each other's therapist names. So you've got Laverne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got Paula. Have Paula. you Paula? Catherine. Catherine. Catherine's mine. And I know that my other friends have got like... There's Carol, there's Audrey. And God, there's always such like, an old is, lady name. How is Carol? <laughs> that's what you want. You want what an old lady name for therapist. Nah, do you know what? There's, I tell you, my friendship, immediate friendship group, there's only two of us that do therapy. Mm. I still feel like there's like a negative connotation around therapy for, for, for men in particular. Absolutely. Um, and I feel like there's, there's this toxic masculinity world that we live in and a sense of pride and... One of my says, one of my friends said to me recently, "You don't die with pride, and pride's not measurable. So, fuck it and do what you need to do." Um, personally, without forcing people into it, I tell everyone to do it. Mm -hmm. That you need to have a chat once in a while. That's from a non-biased place of someone that listens. Um, yeah. But also, without getting deep so quickly. No, it's fine. Is that, it's I fine. Is that I feel like I feel like us in particular have reached a point where we were like, all right, we were doing things for other people before, whether that be work or in relationships or whatever. Mm. Um, and there's a sense of loneliness in what we do. I don't know about you guys, but I get, I can get pretty lonely. I was talking Ooh, about yes. this this week. Like, all, yeah. Even though, even I've got a girlfriend and I've got a fucking solid foundation and I've got friends, there's times where I'm like, I can't discuss with you guys my problems because I fear of, I fear sounding arrogant. I fear that, 
where my life's going is it's the fucking unknown like doing stuff like this like doing a, a podcast mm -hmm. like it's the fear of the unknown like this yeah. isn't this isn't shit that people do day to day you can't go bitch and moan to someone about your sound not working or this piece <laughs> of equipment not working when they're like yeah, not yeah, relatable but, yeah I just work in marketing yeah. do you know what I mean so yeah. I, I know find, what you mean I, I think... find it difficult to just like fucking have like those conversations with with a man them yeah it's difficult when in a friendship group as well you're kind of perceived to have the most like interesting yeah, yeah, wiggly yeah, yeah. parentheses yeah, 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 fingers yeah, yeah. job I hear that. I hear that. because then like everyone's like wow you did this wow you did that and you're like I talk about myself all the time My like, I'm always selling I'm myself little, little huss little huss always going to be get a job bro and I'm like fam I've got a job like what do you think I'm doing bro like I know I feel like I have a lot of that as well where I feel like I think well I act like I don't have a real job even mm. though I know I do and I work really hard yeah, yeah, yeah. but I've got friends who you know work in like healthcare I've got friends who work in the charity sector who are like doing real good work for the universe mm. and then there's me getting stressed about like a recipe not working out quite yeah, right and I, I always, like, I dumb it down, yeah, which is yeah. stupid. I don't want to say it's just as important, but everyone needs to eat, bro. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, I can give you a, a fucking recipe that works every time. And and you'll like it and it'll bring you joy after yeah. a shit day, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Like everyone's everyone's got something to bring to the table. It's yeah. just about understanding what everyone does for a living, isn't it? Like... Well, my other best mate now has. I haven't got a fucking clue what he does for work. But I know at the minute, like, he does marketing and that and whatever and advertising. And at the minute he's in New York, like, he's sending me gifts of him standing in front of buildings we once went to together. Dreamy. And I'm just like, I don't actually know what now has does. Or, like, Typhon, who looks after rich people's money. How is that a job, bro? Like, what do you mean you look after rich people's money and invest it into things that they'd never invest into? And it's just like, yeah, that's what we do. And so I'm like, oh, that's what banking is. Okay, it's not... It's not it's not just drawing out money from the cash point and being a clerk, do you know what I mean? But yeah. But you just have to fucking you just have to be interested, I guess, in it. You have to talk to your people and understand what they do for a living and what what in their jobs can stress them out and yeah. cause grief. And like for us, it's like writing recipes or finding the best wine or yeah. fucking having a cunt supply. Can I say cunt? Yeah, yeah, you fucking can say it. <laughs> <laughs> having to deal with some cunt supplier, do you know what I mean? So I just I just talk to your friends and ask them what they do for a living. And what their day-to-day -day stresses are. Yeah. We've all got them. We have. We've all got them. Friends and stresses. We've got them both. <laughs> Hopefully friends definitely yeah, yeah. stresses. Yeah. If not, we are friends now, man. Yeah. yeah. This is a therapy session now. Mm -hmm. I love that we've gone straight into therapy and I'm so into it. It's going to get progressively more like lowbrow from here. Do you reckon? But oh, I'm excited. I we should talk about the food that's in front of us as well before we launch back into it as well. We should. So as we mentioned... Two exciting things happening. Two exciting things. Covered the first one. House in the room. Second Big. one being that we have a burger and lobster collaboration sitting right in front of us. It looks really nice. Um, it does indeed. It's been shipped over straight from a restaurant. Yes. It's still hot, thankfully. Yeah, hottish, yeah. Hottish. Should we talk about it? <laughs> Sophie, what have we got right in front of us? And I'll, we'll do the usual. You tell us what yeah. we've got and I'll tell us about the wine. So we wanted to do for the burger and lobster dish something that felt a bit different to the classic lobster roll. I think, yeah, the lobster roll is delicious, but we wanted to do something that felt like a different world from the classic. So we've gone for a hot lobster roll where you've got panko breadcrumbed bits of lobster claw. You've got uh, curry sauce, like Japanese curry sauce. Mm. There's some kewpie mayo on there, some black sesame seeds, some pickled sushi ginger, some shredded lettuce. Is it pink though? Is the ginger pink? Yeah. 
I hope so. Okay. I heard you talk it about is, it. Is. Is it. It is. Were you talking to Willie about it? About dying yes. Pink? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't I pink all the time. Yeah, yeah, I it's got to be done. It's got to be done. I actually specifically requested that this one would be it pink. It has to be. It's got to be. It Otherwise, like, be. what's the... I mean, it tastes good, but the popping contrast yeah, yeah. got to be done. I had one last night at the launch, but I'm having another one right now. I think this um, is the fifth one of these I will have eaten in the sick. last couple of weeks. Sick. Why not? It's Living delicious. Dream, bro. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> See, this is the unrelatable shit that I can't talk yeah, to my friends about. I'm eating too much lobster. When I was testing this dish, it was honestly such a treat. I got sent a load of lobster to test with, but honestly, she got sent two live lobsters, two live lobsters, as well as her. two kilos of picked meat already. Nice. So I just had two lobsters in my fridge, and I had too much lobster in the house, guys. I know. Oh my god! Tiny, tiny. I don't know. We should keep this. <laughs> Showering in fucking champagne over there. I was giving yeah. out to all my friends. They had a great time. We're so relatable. I didn't know prawns could come this big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Han, what's the wine that we're drinking with the lobster rolls? Yeah, so as part of the item, you can opt to pair it with a wine pairing that we got. Um, so it's an Albarino from a region called Rias Baixas in Spain uh, from a producer called Martin Kodaks. Uh, but... The producer is a woman winemaker, which we love. Um, it's got a lovely, great acidity, salinity, super citrusy. I mean, usually in Rias Baixas, it's known for like its seafood. So I was like, why not pair a wine that's known for pairing with seafood? Natural. With some seafood. Yeah, makes sense. But yeah, tuck in, guys. Enjoy it. Let um, us know what you think. I'm so excited. 100% going to fuck this t-shirt. <laughs> Do you want uh, a... Should we get a bib? Should we get a napkin I bib? I might just strip off, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this wine is delicious. No, oh. I like it very much. I know we had quite a lot of it last night, but we did, we did pretty well. Yeah, shout out to the lovely team at the fitting room who organised a lovely launch party for us, and all the burger and lobster team who made it happen. Yeah. It was generally a really. And it's it's good that we're doing it for International Women's Day because there were so many women involved mm. in bringing the project to life. Mm-hmm. It feels like a pretty good way to celebrate International Women's Day. I can't get enough of this curry sauce. Anyway, uh, I can't stop. We've got. On the agenda, we've got Moving House, Avril Lavigne and Tiger. <laughs> Have you seen this? No, it's a bit not. of a cultural reset. Up to date, go on. Uh, no, Avril Lavigne. Yeah. Hey, hey, you, you. Have you, wait, 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 wait. Has this got anything to do with Avril Lavigne, like, dying 10 years ago? Someone, have you seen <laughs> no, that? No, I've seen that. I've this seen is that. a rebirth, though. Sometimes I get caught up into, like, conspiracies, isn't it? And, like, <laughs> I was like, Avril, Avril, I can't even say her name. Avril. Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne. <laughs> There's a big conspiracy that she died after her first major hit, and then mm-hmm. she was taking, she was... I can't remember what they say the like person who replaced her is called. They've got a name. The internet has named <laughs> her. Fucking internet names, everyone, don't they? Um, Big but, up the internet. But <laughs> she is, um, she split from, I think it was Maud's son that she was engaged to. And she's been seen at Paris Fashion Week with Tiger. Wow. Famed, yeah. famed pedophile who went wow. out with Kylie Jenner. Pedophile. Slash rapper. Uh, I mean, <laughs> sorry, they went official like days after her 18th birthday, but they've definitely been kicking around together a while before Yeah, then. but what's the legal, what's the legal age of consent? 18. I think in America it's 18. 18. What is it here, 16? It's 16 here. So he's not a pedo over here. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but what if that's a 32-year-old man getting consent from a 16-year-old? Is he then a pedo? No. Just, no, I don't know. No. I mean... I, okay, not pedo, but just like a bit questionable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we, we do in real life, man. Like, I take it back. Tiger, you're not a pedo. You are questionable. <laughs> Tiger, if you're listening li- to this, we're sorry. He's listening to this, he's crying. Yeah, fucking Tiger. Get a real name. 
I wonder what his real name is, like Donald or something. You know what? They always is. have quite classic names, yeah, don't yeah. they? All those American uh, rappers. Michael Stevenson. You're oh my God. <laughs> Michael Stevenson, right. but call me Tiger. <laughs> exactly. Michael Stevenson's one of my friend's dad's names. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Mm. Tiger? It's so good. Or as you say, has. It's fucking legit. It's buttery. It's giving off so many different vibes. Like, I feel like the little curry sauces give me coronation. Oh, yeah. The first bite there from the of the bread roll was just like strictly Japan. A little mm. bit crispy, a little bit of texture. Buttery lobster, buttery bread, buttery. All types of buttery, man. All the butter. Mm. All the butter. What does it on a beautiful On a beautiful grey day. Mm. Han, what's the best thing that you've eaten this week? <laughs> um, Fuck. I've been making so many noodle soups, man. Oh, yeah, you were very ill. I was absolutely fucking miserable. And I was still kind of like snuffly, so I didn't really want to get on the tube last night. I got a taxi. And um, oh, I actually made, I, I think I told you, I made a bit of a faux pas with the taxi driver. <laughs> he um, he was bitching about how his wife and kids like make him like drive them everywhere. Oh, no. I was like, fucking hell, mate, you're not a taxi driver. Mm. <laughs> he is. It's weird, though. I feel like there's a, level of con- there's a level of conversation with a taxi driver where you can just overdo it. So like, I love those ones and you really go in deep. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you're getting to know about someone's ins and outs of their lives. But also, I feel like there's one question too far to having a conversation for the next 45 minutes and, and stopping it after 15. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm not very good at realising that the line point. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of treat, <laughs> I could, I kind of treat all my social interactions as interviews. <laughs> so it's like, I want to know as much as I can about you while, it, while, while we're here. Do you know what I if mean? If you're in the mood, why not? Soak up all that yeah, human experience. Yeah, 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 What's I'm the maddest good. conversation you've had with a taxi driver? Oh, racism, man. Oh, well, there racism, we go. That's pretty like, mad. Racism um, is mad. <laughs> also, having the second most popular Muslim name in the world, I instantly get um, Muslim questions. Mm, so like, mm. am I on my dean? Am I praying? Mm-hmm. Is, my, is my girlfriend, not even my girlfriend, is my wife, And and I've had conversations where taxi drivers are talking about white women. I'm like, my mum's a white woman. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, man, I just get a lot of like, you should turn to Islam. Oh, wow. Loads, man, a lot. A lot. And they're like, I'm just like, no, man, I'm good. You know what I mean? I'm I'm comfy. That's so true. I found Laverne, my therapist. I don't need that. (laughs) She's my religion. Mm -hmm. I am. yeah, that's so true, actually. Whenever I've been in a taxi recently, they've always wanted to talk about religion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. They listen to so much LBC, man. They do. They fucking love LBC. They love LBC. I prefer that than to, to a taxi driver listening to fucking some <laughs> shit music that I can't, I can't stand. <laughs> I'd rather yeah, listen bro. to LBC. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know. Some of the shit they chat on LBC really pisses me off. Mm, like what? I'm, I can't remember what it was now, but I was in a taxi the other day. I was quite drunk, to be fair. I was on the way home from somewhere. And it was like making me really angry. This is an interesting because I can't remember what it is, but <laughs> but I was livid. Believe me, or generally, it was bad. Yeah, generally, I, I remember I had like a really weird um, taxi driver a few weeks ago when I was on my way somewhere. And it was like it was actually the last time I took an Ola, and it was in the same week that that girl had said like, "Oh, this Ola driver like literally took me to his house." Oh my god! And um, he talked about. He said like. He says, you as a woman, you can't disrespect yourself. He says, because men like me, we love women that don't respect themselves. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's a little bit fucked. Yeah, 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 exactly. And he was like, yeah, so make sure you find a husband and that, yeah, he wanted me to find a husband. I was like, okay, cool. And then he wanted wanted me to um, 
he said, don't be with a guy that does everything you ask him to because that's not a partner, that's a servant. Mm. Yeah, it was a bit spicy. I don't like this guy. No, this guy fucking sucks. This is but... what I mean about your one question away from having a fucking shit conversation with yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cabman or cab, cab woman. Um, just... I just want to go from A to B. Like I don't mind small talk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, I'll tell you about my day. I'll tell you what my name is. I'll tell you where I'm from. Mm. Um, but don't start spouting your like yeah, kind man, of extreme this, views this, at this, me. I already <laughs> talked to Laverne. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to talk to you as well. <laughs> but I always, I, no matter what I do, because I'm talking about my mouth open. I've been doing that. For I'm always time. just getting fucking pigeonholed into categories in my life. Always, wherever it be. Oh, fuck me, you're a big lad. I don't want to fight him. Or mm-hmm. why don't you turn to religion? Or why don't you open a restaurant? I'm just like, everyone needs to shut their fucking mouth and do mm. their own thing. Mm. Don't worry um, about me. Yeah, man, don't worry do, about me. Do your thing and chill, bro. Do you know what I mean? But I don't know, man. Why do they think they need to? That's the, that's the other thing. Like, what's know. it to them? No, I, I, I just got back from Scotland and I was with my girlfriend's mum and stepdad. That mm-hmm. was delicious, by the way. Thank you. Um, you're very welcome. Um, a night too on the piss in their house and they're all like so what's the next step house what's the next that's step that's such like a partner's parents yeah, question yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean what's the next step and I was like well you do a bit of TV you do YouTube but like how are you going to make constant income and I, I was just, just like how are you going to look after my daughter not even not even <laughs> I think it's just because they like me yeah. yeah and I was just a bit like, I've had this conversation with so many people, my parents, like my dad's one that doesn't understand what I do full stop. Um, and I was just, just, I was just a bit like, I didn't feel attacked. I just felt like, why do I need to tell people this? Yeah. Like, why, why can't I say to you, do you know what? I'm happy doing what I'm doing. Nothing's being fucked up. I'm all right. We're in a good spot. I'm making money. I'm looking after your daughter. Mm-hmm. Like... Because you guys are in investment banking and big businesses and you're you're well off. Mm-hmm. I do aspire to get there one day, but just mm-hmm. not the way that you expect me to. And I also feel like a lot of people don't know how we make money as like mm-hmm. creatives yeah. or Instagrammers or social, whatever. They don't know how we make money in it. So I think people look at us and they, look, and they think we're having a jolly up. And really, I'm like, I've got this plan. Bro. Like, <laughs> I've, is... I've had this plan for a while, wasn't mm-hmm. it? And I'm doing small steps towards where, where I want to get to, but remaining integral to who I am as a person, which is a very mm. big thing for me is integrity. And yeah, if one day I want to open a restaurant, I will open a restaurant, mm. but I'm not going to open a restaurant because you told me to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Also, I feel like it's a misconception that it's not even... Restaurants make profitability no wise, Restaurants yeah. make no money. You're way bro. better off pursuing no media stuff than you are restaurants. Mm. But then like kind of, kind of attaching onto that... People see you on TV once and they assume you got like 10,000 oh, quid for it. Bro. Yeah. And that you're, yeah. If, if we've been on the same shows a few times. Yeah. We um, both did Bad Chefs. That's the one. Yeah. Um, and people are like, Ra, you made it. I'm like, no, bro. Like, I got picked <laughs> up in a cab. <laughs> yeah. And they dropped me home. That was nice, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a great show. It was good to be on. Um, no, but shout out to the guys that book us for TV shows. I, I respect it. Um, but like, I shot a video last week that if I was a chef, was three times my paycheck. And I shot one fucking video, bro. Yeah. Like, just because you don't understand how it works doesn't mean that I'm not actually working and it fucking just does my night, man. I think we should mm. just call this one Grinding Gears. <laughs> and, just, and just have a massive, massive bitching session. 
This is honestly what me and I don't think me and Sophie send any positive messages to each other anymore. It's all just complaining. <laughs> this prick. <laughs> the, pos- the, po- the more positive stuff goes on the podcast and the WhatsApp chat. That's a whole. Yeah, the WhatsApp chat is like <laughs> yeah, a whole like. It's end to end encrypted. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, no Do, one I mean, can find this. Got, got, got. No one can ever read this unless no my girlfriend's looking know. at my phone. Did you have any good meals when you were in a? a I wait. did. You know, I had I had a buttery. Which I thought was fantastic. Mm. What is a buttery? A buttery, yeah. Imagine you ran over a croissant. Mm. Yeah. And then put it in a toaster. Mm. So like all the layers have now become really thick bottom, but super buttery, hence the name. Ooh. Um, and they can be eating savory or sweet. I have mine with my girlfriend's mum makes jams. Um, a lot of mums do. Mums oh, love yeah, yeah, yeah. jams. So <laughs> I have mine with like a homemade rhubarb and ginger jam and some really fucking good cheddar. Mm, um, that sounds unbelievable. Yeah, delicious, delicious, absolutely delicious. Like fucking get a cross on and squash it, put it in a toaster. That's about. I'm gonna do that as soon as I get home. Um, <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, Cullen Skink. Yeah, oh, nice. Cullen yes. Skink, fucking delicious in a beautiful little seafood restaurant. Had some great seafood. Um, what else did I have? I drank loads of Iron Brew. Oh, deep Mars bar. Nice. So I was Thoughts. in. Yeah, I was in Stonehaven, the birthplace of the deep fried Mars bar. Uh-huh. Right. In a little fish bar called Karen, right? And they reckon... <laughs> Karen. Karen. That's a great, that's a great name for Sorry. For Karen. Um, I, the, the, the story goes that the owner one that was pissed was eating a Mars bar, dropped his Mars bar into the batter, then deep fried it because what the fuck else am I going to do with it? Mm. Um, and the punters were like, oh yeah, we'll have one. I had one. No. Nah. I think like, it's nice when it's with something cold. Do you know what though? I found that it was too fatty, so the, it felt like it split. And that's oh. just me working with a chef's mind, not eating it as a punter. But for me, it was like my... the fats, Something's happened yeah, to the textures The here. fats in the nugget and the chocolate have like fucking don't want to be around each other anymore and they've split. So when I bit <laughs> into it, it's all fucking shot at the arse end yeah. of it. Yeah, um, yeah. But they also said, bring us anything and we'll deep fry it. And I quite like that, actually. I quite like it. <laughs> That, that every day you really can go over a different do. chocolate bar and be like, I want this today. What do you think the best deep fried chocolate bar would be? That was going to be my next be? question. Do you know yeah. what? Um, my sister's brother-in-law was talking about eating a deep fried crunchy. No. Which I think could be quite cool because you've still got enough, you've, you've deep fried it in such a quick time that the inside still could have texture. I found that with a Mars bar, it was like initial crunch and then the rest of it was like mystery melt. <laughs> yeah, mystery melt. Yeah. Could, could be anything. Um, my favourite chocolate bar Mm-hmm. I don't know about deep frying, but my favourite chocolate bar, Picnic. I'm an old man. Ooh. I haven't had a Picnic for about 20 years. I've right? never Buy had a Picnic. picnic. It's fr- fruit and nut, right? Uh, yeah, fruit. Yeah. yeah, raisin, peanut and biscuit. Delicious. Put it in the fridge and eat a Picnic. I know it looks like a poo, but just eat it. <laughs> like, Just eat that. For me, that's my favourite. I'm glad you're a fridge chocolate guy. 100%. I'm a, I'm a fridge chocolate girl. If you don't put chocolate chocolate in your fridge, get the fuck out of my life, man. You want it to like gradually melt and get to yeah. the right temperature as you eat it. Otherwise, there's no joy. I remember watching this documentary once about people's weird eating habits. And when I was one, it was a woman that was eating foam from the sofa and whatever. I love this show. Yeah. I think I know. I think I know the exact one that you mean. Yeah, um, she, she, she eats plaster. There's yeah, one yeah, that eats plaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So a woman that loves eating mattresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, there was this one that I didn't think was that fucking weird, and all she did was she'd buy chocolate bars and warm them in between her thighs. <laughs> wow so she'd buy an entire galaxy like the big one not like a normal 70 p thing like a Family big bowl. one yeah 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 I'm talking like 36 little bricks right <laughs> heat them in between her fires and then just like as if she was eating a fruit just <laughs> like that into her mouth 
And that I was does, like, that sounds not, pretty good. I was like, that's not fucking weird. There's people <laughs> on this show eating brick. Do you know what I mean? Because this woman's decided to warm chocolate between her thighs. She should be on Dragon's it? Den. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's a wrong yeah, show. Fucking, there's, there's a business behind this. I bet there's, there's an OnlyFans for that. Like, I feel like that's issues. genius. Yeah. We live in an energy crisis, guys. We do, we do, Isn't we there do. a cigar shop or a cigar brand that, like, their USPs that it was rolled on a woman's thigh? Yes. Which one is it? I, can't, I don't know. Don't but know I, feel I feel like that's, like, a similar thing. Don't know how I feel about that. Honestly. It's not very International Women's Day. Women's Day. No, it's not at all. <laughs> it's not very hashtag embracing equity. No. But you got to do what you got to do. Cigar rolling videos is one of those things that I've been fed on TikTok and I keep seeing over and over again. I'm just being, we're, we're all just constantly being fed shit that we don't need to know. <laughs> That is what TikTok is. I don't need to see someone roll a cigar. <laughs> and now I'm like interested. Actually, maybe I do. I don't know. But like, there's, there's just things that I'm being fed on Insta. And I swear my Insta don't work because I put a couple people on mute and I still see their shit and it's, it annoys me. Um, yeah, the whole social media thing at the minute, I'm definitely treating as a job and not as... Fun, yeah. Not as fun, a joy. Happy fun times. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like... Do you have a private one that you used to put your other stuff on? I don't. Or is it I like... have a close friends list. But yeah, even then, I'm not, I'm not really doing nothing on my close friends list. I, I, I think that people around me know that it's being used as a as a platform and a tool. Um, and I feel like once you get to that point, the fun kind of goes out of it. Obviously, I've got group chats where I'm sending each other memes and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but other than that, it's just like, made this, post that. Mm. It can be quite, You can overthink it a bit sometimes, I find anyway, with like, yeah, what yeah. is... What is something to post that's like funny but still relevant to people yeah, who yeah, follow yeah. you and what is just like useless shit that nobody cares yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I post so much useless shit that no one cares about. You've Every got really time I good close me. friends curation. But, but listen, that, <laughs> Thank that you. stuff I love your close friends stuff. That stuff isn't useless shit when it's your people. Mm. That's good point. Putting good point. up a video of rolling cigars aims to a certain demographic. Why the fuck am I being fed it? Is this on YouTube, did you say? No, this is on Insta. Oh, okay. Um, but like every so often I'm fed like fucking weird videos. Yesterday I was being fed videos of weird condoms. <laughs> you know, like you go to Amsterdam and there's those novelty condoms. Never been to Amsterdam, mm-hmm. but can't wait to hear. How many um, you? There's Johnny shops in Amsterdam, right? That are like fucking bobble-headed or like ribbed, but like ribbed like you've never seen before. Ribbed like it looks like it lives in a fucking sea somewhere down in a dungeon. Yeah, go on, boobs. Um, and yesterday I was just being fed videos of guys putting weird condoms on bananas <laughs> glow in the dark ones with like fucking snakes on the end what the fuck am I being fed this for bro that's not interesting they even unless you're a 15 year old boy Johnny's for fuck's sake <laughs> when's the last time you used to Johnny bro like yesterday nah yeah. actually genuinely yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I get it because it fucks with hormones and, and yeah. all of that stuff yeah I'm off I'm off all the hormonal contraception stuff are you? I'm. I'm. I'm just for a long time, now. or is it something you've never done? No, I've. I was on it for like. It's a recent thing. It's a recent thing. So I. I went on the pill when I was, I guess, fifteen, and yeah, I came yeah, off yeah. it, uh, like nine months ago. Yeah, but this is the thing. A lot of girls yeah. will start early and then and then, fucked. And then it's like, yeah, I've, my hormones are all over the place. Yeah, like so my girl's on the coil at the minute. Yeah. Which one? Fuck knows. <laughs> There's only I two. Felt, I felt the metal it a few one or the hormone you one. Felt it a few um, There's apparently it's quite eerie feeling the strings. Yeah, bruv, it's yeah. weird, man. It's weird. <laughs> the first time I felt, I was like, what the fuck is that inside you, bro? It's, it's, like, it's like a pie popper. But like my mum, my, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What happens if this comes out? Um, but like my mum's just started HRT, um, which is the pause. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my mum's been on HRT. She's dealing with that now and trying to get like trying to maintain the hot flushes and shit. My the, one of the first things my girlfriend's mum said to me was, "Has Charlotte told you about my early onset menopause?" Um, iconic. Um, and I was like, "No, you can lie to me, <laughs> please." Um, <laughs> please. And she was like. I hit menopause at twenty seven, uh, at twenty nine or thirty. Oh wow! And she was like, you "Haven't got long then." I was like, "Nice Fucking. to meet, nice to meet you, Katie." Um, <laughs> That's so intense. Nice Wait, how old are you? I'm thirty two. You're thirty two. Okay. She's twenty seven. Oh, it, it, annoyingly, it is time to start thinking about it at that yeah, time. If you want it, to. Thinking about it is fine, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, thinking and doing a different thing. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> trust me. I'm like, thinking about it. I'm yeah, not doing yeah. it. I've thought about it many times, babes. Like, it's, it's cool. <laughs> but like, yeah, man. I, I, I get it, though, because I've my I've got people that have never done female contraception um, and girls that have and have had fucking... Major. Oh my god! Why have I talked about my brain? Your brain zaps. Yeah. Oh my god! So I what, from the pill. Yeah. So I got like really... diagnosed. No, well they didn't diagnose. So like I, when I got with my current partner, um, every t- <laughs> this is too much. I've told my mum this story, so it's probably fine. That's the only person. Whenever I, so it started off whenever I was about to orgasm, I would get like these like massive terrible headaches I would like be falling over screaming in pain which is not what the guy what? not sexy not sexy not sexy I would be not like fun. it was like boom but it was I felt like my head was about to explode and then it got so bad it happened like whenever I got aroused so, but wait were you were you were really you coming bad. or were you not were you not getting to that point <laughs> I, I so the first few times I got to that point sec, times after that it just it was just when Fuck, I got aroused man. and then I was like really scared like my partner was like really really anxious like you need to go and see a fucking doctor Went to your doctor and was like, oh, sounds bad. Here's some, <laughs> pa- <here's> some painkillers. <laughs> yeah, like, you silly little women and yeah, your silly little me. women's pains. And then I read. Ovaries, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then I read the little instruction manual that's about this size, massive. I fold it out and it's like, oh, yeah, on this pill, it's like one in a hundred chance of like getting a yeah, blood clot in your brain. But that's in everything, man. They're like night, night terrors. There's all types of shit. Like, I'm on high blood pressure pills and like one of the side effects is lip dick, limp dick. Or like, there's more severe ones that are like, you may die of a heart attack. Or, oh yeah. Um, I'm currently on. I've got arthritis now from working years being bent Whoa. over. Yeah, shit times. Um, Where have you got it? Lower back. Oh shit. Um, it's all right at the minute, but I'm on fucking heavy painkillers a lot. And when I first started taking them, I was like, oh, this is quite fucking fun. <laughs> like, I'm gonna drink on these because they're fucking great. And now, like, I've not had side effects, but the the, the more the the longer term I'm on them the more conscious I am of like, I might have just a willy that don't work at some point. Oh <laughs> no! No! No, 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 but it's going to work. Don't worry. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking... You heard I'm it here first. That. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, at, I'm at the gym and stuff now. I'm trying to I'm trying to fix my life so I can get off the medication that I am on because obviously mm. bearing weight isn't great for arthritis. No. Um, and I'm just not trying to be a fucking... I'm making a gesture as if like I'm yeah, seizing up. Ogre. Yeah, <laughs> an ogre. A seizing up ogre on a very comfortable chair in a beautiful flat. Um, I feel like it is something that I didn't think about definitely as I was younger that I think about more now is just like being as able-bodied as you can. Yeah, 100, And like 100, looking 100. after yourself. I know, it's like, oh fuck, no, it's, it's starting. Your health is quite important. Who bloody knew? Yeah, who knew? Do you know what it was for she me? She smoking a cigarette. Like, yeah, no, listen, <laughs> yeah. Like, my, my girl's on me for the amount of smags. Uh, the amount of fags that I smoke, my girl's on me, innit? And 
I'm just a bit like, yeah, man, but I'm, I'm going to get there and I have to do one thing at a time. That's a good influence. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. my mum is still on my dad about the six yeah, and they're yeah, nearly yeah. 60. And I get And it. she's when, like, can you not? Yeah, when you meet someone that you consider like living the rest of your life with, yeah. you don't want to see them do anything that's like detrimental and stuff. And, like, Literally we've had, me. We've had, Literally me. We've had yeah. conversations <laughs> about drinking, drugs, alcohol, drinking drugs and alcohol, drinking drugs and fags. Yeah. We've had all of those combos and like it's been a... There's been a sticky point where we're like, all right, we need to get on the same page or this shit ain't going to work. So, yeah. like, um, and I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to jump on this fitness thing because obviously I don't want to die at 45. Yeah. I've got an empire to build, bro. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, I'm trying got to stuff to do. Yeah, man. And like, so now I'm at a point where I'm swimming every morning um, just because it's low impact. Yeah. Um, so it's a nice way to start the day as well. Do you know what? So Swimming's chill. fucking shit if you're not on holiday. Really? <laughs> when you're doing swimming to, to, to fucking work out, it's shit. Do you do back or front? Front. Front. But a mixture of breast and front. Breast and front. Do you know what? Yeah. I like breaststroke, but I don't like my head going under the water. I love so that I bit. Do, That's the best bit. No, 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 no. Bit of doggy paddle, bit of breaststroke yeah, yeah, yeah. is my vibe. But last, like, yeah, last time I was in a pool, I got a used plaster on my face and I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm not doing this again. Bro, better than uh, use something else. Um, <laughs> do, you have a good, do you have a good leisure centre near you? Yeah, yeah, I'm a David Lloyds boy. Oh, oh lovely. I've never stepped that. foot in a David Lloyds. You say that though, there's a definite... There's a definite group of people that use David Lloyd's, right? And I find there's a there's a particular group of people to swim. And depending on what time of the day I go, and I, when I first started, I was like, 6.30, I'm there, banging mm -hmm. it out, swimming in the dark, outdoor pool, heated, Sick. snowing outside. Delish. Yeah, and then slowly I've been like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll just go 11 in the afternoon, or i do this in the morning and go in the afternoon, right? 11 in the afternoon. Um... But there's definitely a certain group of people. So, like, I've got swimming pool friends now. Aww. Um, and How old are they? Mostly mostly female. But yeah. ages vary between... Six and 90. No. Nah, <laughs> do you know what? I'd say they start at 45. Yeah, um, okay. And, like, the first, time, the first couple of times I'm in there and I'm just like, get out of my fucking lane, man. Like, I just want to swim. And then when you're stopping for a breather, I had a really cute conversation with a woman the other day. She was like... Oh, I see you in this pool often. She was like, yeah, yeah, we're having a little chat. And she was like, I'm going home to make a cake for my daughter's birthday. Oh. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's this great recipe book that you should buy. And I was listing like Cupcake Gemma and Rav's book and stuff and telling yeah. her stuff to buy. And she was like, oh, how are you so clued up? And I was like, oh, yeah, I cook for a living. And she was like, oh, my God. And I was like, buy my book. And now I'm just known as like the chef that swims in the morning. <laughs> oh, that's right? really nice. Um, but then there's other women that like walk the length of the pool. Okay. So there's three of them. I'd say they're in their like mid seventies and they walk the length of, of the pool. And when I'm out of breath, sometimes it just keeps me going listening to the dog shit that they talk about. <laughs> and it's like, oh, so and so's got a new fence. And I'm just like, oh, oh my fucking God. Like And then I'm just like, I'm not trying to be like that. I'm not trying to be like that. But also I want to live that long to have those conversations. So like I'm just in there banging it out at the minute, um, trying to get summer ready, innit? I love this. This is possibly the most middle-aged episode we've ever I had. Love I love it. I, I love can it. Bring it. I can bring it back and we can talk about other things. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm actually, I'm really enjoying it. It's House, very wholesome. On cookbooks, are there any particular cookbooks that you love and would recommend people to buy? Do you know what? Or do you not cook for me? I never used a cookbook in my life. I feel like that's quite a common thing for people who yeah. cook for Didn't living. you say that in your book? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there's cook I've got a mass I've got a fucking huge shelf of cookbooks that I've either <laughs> bought over the years or people have sent to us as friends have sent it to, mm -hmm. to us. Um what's the last cookbook I ever cooked out of? I honestly couldn't tell you. But like I flicked through books and not made anything from them, but read them page read them page to page and looked yeah, at yeah, pictures. Yeah. Rav's book's great. 
Yeah. Cupcake Gemma, who I met on Sunday brunch recently, her book's fucking great, man. Like, looking through it, and I was like, oh, maybe one day I'll, I'll actually bake something. Um, I feel like baking books are some of the most important yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah, Rav Gill's books are amazing. Rav's so books are beautiful. Claire Patak, who does the Violet Bakery, yeah, yeah, the Violet yeah. Bakery cookbooks, yeah. unreal. Um, but, like, when writing my cookbook, right, I didn't know where I was going to sit in, a bunk, in amongst the cookbook community. Mm, I think okay. there's a very definite community amongst authors and where you sit on shelves and what shops you sit in. So I was a bit like, I don't want to be on the front cover, but they were like, it's your first book, so you have to be on the front cover. Um, the colour scheme I enjoyed, but like, I was like, the, the front cover photo is me in front of a barbecue, and I was like, that's just going to deter people. Uh, deter people? Why did, yeah, deter, yeah, why did yeah. you think it was going to deter people? Because I, I'm not trying to be a one-trick pony, and I also don't want to look like a, a fucking... Tattooed, arrogant barbecue bellend. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, because that's what comes with barbecue. It's like the chef bros. The chef bros yeah, thing. Bruv, right? chef, bruv, all of that can suck a massive willy. Like, Thank I'm you. Not, I'm not into any of that shit. Like, no. I, I am very much a fucking free spirit when it comes to anything. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing shit that other people do on social media because I don't not because I just don't want to do it. In it, like, mm. I don't. And it's no, it's nothing against those people, but I'm never doing a pancake day video unless I'm getting paid for it. Yeah. I'm never, I'm never going to fucking put up tips to how to make a turkey unless I'm getting paid for that. That's my job now, isn't it? Like you've passed the time where you'll yeah, do yeah, stuff yeah. for free. I'm just, yeah, I'm yeah. just like, do you know what? I'm just going to fucking do what makes me happy. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to writing a book, I made sure when I spoke to the pavilion, I was like, look, man, like, I swear, I, 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 there's a certain tone in the way I speak. There's... It's a fucking no bullshit approach. I want it to feel like Sunday sessions still. And Pavilion were just like, yeah, do your thing. And I was like, oh fuck, these people can do yeah. what I want. Yeah. Um and it and and it worked out well. Like, but commissioning book two now and writing book two at the minute, it's um Can you talk about the direction that you're wanting to vaguely go basically, in? Basically, first book was called Home because it was all shot in my fucking back garden. And then book two is called Away because someone else is fucking paying for me to go on holiday. Huh? Dara, a very good friend of mine, Chef Dara, who is at Sega and Wild. She's amazing. Bruh, Dara's sick, bro. Shout out Dara. Dara. Um, what a woman. She gave me a book recently called Bones and Butter. Blood and Bones. Blood, Butter and Bones. Ooh, I don't know this Sounds time. like it's, a good book, yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of those three. <laughs> oh, yeah. Google it. Um, but like, the same with like Simon Hopkins doing Chicken and Other Stories. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a book with stories with less pictures in and it's, it's aimed at people that find that kind of information interesting, but also still want to pick up recipes. So I want to move into a place where I can do like fucking travel logs and stuff. And like, I'm not trying to copycat Bourdain or Jamie mm -hmm. or anyone, but I kind of feel like being where I'm from and the background I've had and doing the shit that I've done before is that I could bring a new group of people into what cooking could be and what exploring is and what holidays are. So for me, a holiday is always going to be based around, number one, it's food. Yeah. Every okay, time. I want sun, sea and sand. But or, also good food. There's a lot of good sun, sea and sand places with shit food. And 100%. I won't go there. A lot 100%. of people will go on holiday and stay in the hotel. Yeah. And just have sand. Yeah, but saying that, I want to do an all-inclusive this year. I've never done it before. They are fun all-inclusive, not going to lie. Also, if yeah. you're getting a good deal on the all-inclusive, then it doesn't matter if you leave to go and get a dinner. I, I just want to get battered. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I just want to get back. Like, I swam drunk for the first time last year in a pool in a... We, when we shot Sunday sessions in Mallorca, we did four days in this beautiful barn. I was like, I'm just going to swim drunk. I'm not saying that you should, but like... 
it was it was one of those things. Presence, yeah. no, 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 there was like ten of us, and okay. I was just like, guys, look after me. I'm gonna get in the pool, and the pool was fuck. I say swim. Every pool I get in is fucking mid 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 me height. It's waist height. I'm in the pool in the, in David Lloyd's right, and I get in and I stand up, and my fucking dick and balls are out. <laughs> like, I, fu- I can't I can't do any other strokes than breaststroke and front call because my legs scrape along the fucking floor. Yeah. It's like swimming mm. in a puddle. Anyway. <laughs> we um, have opposite problems here. Yeah, yeah, yeah bro, My life's shit. Um, but like, I, there's, there's loads of places that I want to explore and there's loads of conversations that I want to have and I feel like, unfortunately, this, how great woke, woke culture is, there's definitely conversations that I'd like to have that at the minute, commissioners aren't willing to pick up on just because of where society is. Yeah, just because where society is at. And I feel like there's deeper rooted meanings behind food and like how some things get to us and us eating for our privilege, we don't take those things into consideration. Like I use Nando's as an example, like where Piri Piri was fucking fermented in barrels because of slavery and moving people around and stuff. And then all of a sudden we're just eating fucking piri piri, but no one knows anything about it. Big up Nando. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we talk, we spoke about chef bro community. Yeah. Is there a female equivalent? No. They were very outwardly outspoken against the chef bros and for good reason, but they yeah. were like, they probably like, like Do you never walk it? into rooms and be like, oh, there she is, fucking idiot. I feel like female chef culture is generally slightly more inclusive. I yeah, don't know if it's it, because women start off on the back foot yeah, in yeah, yeah. food communities. And it's positive things like fucking counter talk. Exactly, all of that stuff exactly. That, um, I yeah, I, just, the, I was never trying to be in that cot measuring no, big dick environment, man. Yeah, it's long, man. I would say yeah. that generally like 99.9% of women that I've come across in the industry have, have been, been right. so supportive, yeah, yeah, yeah. welcoming, Everyone's hyping you up battle, all the time. Yeah. But I think Lovely. it's so weird. It kind of like stems from the sexist idea that like men, when men cook, it's like professional and it's impressive. And it's amazing. When women That's cook, it's just bullets. them doing their jobs. Yeah. Like, that, but, so then it's like inherently like, it's not impressive, like less impressive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, but kitchens in particular are all fucked. Yeah, still. Like, yeah, man. Like even if you look through like pot wash all the way up to the top, it's like... You might see a handful of women in there, but not more than a couple. I've, I reckon I can count the amount of women that I've worked with in 10 years on both of my hands. Really? Yeah, man. So when I worked in, when I worked at Quo Vardis, there was, there was two other women on the mm. team of chefs and I think there was 12 of us. So I think in restaurant stats, that's actually not that bad mm. that a, what, that a quarter the, uh... of the kitchen yeah. team were women. Yeah. But that still didn't feel like a lot. But I worked for Stevie Parr for a very long time and yeah. Stevie was always about it doesn't matter if you're male or female, where you're from, if you can talk English or not, everyone can do their job in it. And I work with the most women I work with, with Stevie. Yeah. Um, and all the other restaurants that I worked in were very male dominated. And I just had to get used to people touching my dick and balls all the time. Or, <laughs> or fucking That's grabbing my bum. But, but, but do you know, but I don't want to have to deal with that. No, but it's the same, same but women wouldn't want to deal with it. It puts, it puts blokes in a difficult position where yeah. you don't want to be the one that's like, oh, he doesn't get banter. Do yeah. you know what I mean? There's this whole like pub culture or like soggy biscuit fucking rugby club It becomes club so hyper-masculine yeah, that it kind bro, of comes like, full circle. Well, I don't like, want to come to work and have someone's finger in my ass. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to be alone. Bro, I don't want to yeah. be chopping shallots and flinch because I think someone's going to grab my bum, innit? And it's not even that I can't take banter, but sometimes I'm just not trying to be touched. Well, you're just like, trying to do your job. You're just coming yeah, you're literally like, at a job where... Yeah, yeah, just don't touch me, innit? And like the topic of conversation sometimes, awful in kitchens, man awful and like 
I don't know, man. I, I'm, 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 as much as I loved it at times, I'm kind of happy that I'm out of it. I do miss service sometimes, and I miss the the buzz the of service. Yeah, like yeah exactly. I miss all of that, but I don't miss the fucking arrogance, the cock measuring. I'm bigger and better than you, and but being my stature and how I talk and like hand movements because I'm a Turkish kid or whatever, it's yeah. always like deemed aggressive, and like I'm just like I'm not that. And like every kitchen I walked into was always like, big boy, it's shoot people pitching you again. Shoot him down yeah. as soon yeah. as possible. Do you know what I mean? And like, I've had fucking times where I'm crying in walk-in fridges, but I've also had times where I've grabbed chest by the scruff of the neck and be like, I'm not a dickhead. Like, <laughs> I'm not a dickhead, fam. And it's fucking, it's terrible, man. And I don't know what people are going to do to change it, but fuck, kitchens are fucked, man. Completely fucked. So when people get into it for the wrong reasons, I remember my first front of house job that I had for about like five years. So I worked there from when I was, fuck actually, I worked there from when I was 15, 16. And I think I did my last shift when I was 20. So yeah, about yeah, five years or so. And it's just like, it just nothing changed. And they kind of like, you could, you would have a sense that they would have these conversations because you'd come in, they'd suddenly be really quiet. Yeah. Or they'd be abusive, throw a pan at you for something that a customer has asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like, yeah, it's kind of like the between kitchen stuff. It's like ridiculously grotesque, but like between like front and back of house. It's yeah, just like, the rivalry even there is intense and you should yeah, be on the same like team. Yeah, front of house dickheads. All, all you ever hear about <laughs> is front of house dickheads. They're yeah. only here because they're at uni or mm. she's pursuing a modelling job or he wants to be a music producer. Mm. They don't care. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't always, matter. They're still there to do the job. Of course. It always, always the the, it's always the same shit in kitchens, but like... It's a classic don't shoot the messenger situation. Yeah, and, I don't know. I feel like younger generations than us, none of us are that old, but no. younger generations than us, I think, like stand up for themselves more in the workplace and all workplaces yeah. and like demand better treatment for themselves. So I wonder if like it's going to be naturally bred out as Gen Z's but move I feel up. But like I did that and always got like fucking fired or blacklisted. Yeah. Mm. Like I, I had such problems at school because I can't fucking, I couldn't deal with authority. Mm. Where it's like, you're no better than me, bro. All right, mm -hmm. cool, you're a head chef or whatever. Don't talk to me like I'm an idiot. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'll challenge it. And nine times out of 10, you get blackballed. And there's a lot of restaurants in London that are very fucking clicky. Mm -hmm. so like I've done stages and I've done trials at yeah. different restaurants and I'm like I'm never going to fit into this and there's two when I did when I worked in a particular one that I won't name on the podcast we can but bleep I told, we can bleep bruv, it really bruv two of the biggest most like acclaimed restaurants in the UK but to get into that crew you had to like fucking be into arts and again, that's that, like, you never walk into a law firm and be like, oh no, these guys only fucking talk about Banksy. So I can't be a yeah. part of the, the team. And I do think, obviously, getting a new job or whatever, there's always that little initiation process. But I always looked at those jobs and thought, nah, man, I'm never going to be the right in here culture. And it's going to be fucking shit. And like, being a 15 graduate in some ways was fucking amazing and was like, I got shown all of the shit that people ain't done in 20 years in their career in 18 months. And it was a fucking double-ended sore because I'd go into restaurants and be like, oh, what did you do to go on 15? Or like... I was going to say, did, did it help did or stab? hinder you? Who did you stab to get in? Or yeah. what, what, did you go to prison? And I always got these fucking questions where I was like, rah, man, am I going to deal with this my entire career? But I don't know, but I just fucking... I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm at a point now where I talk about therapy again and... The main thing we're talking about in therapy at the minute is self-worth. And well, it's mostly self-worth because there's 
things that we talk about. And I'm like, but that's selfish. And she's like, no, that's self-care. And I'm like, oh, shit. And now I'm seeing the world through a different perspective and I'm looking at things that I've done in the past or or said or whatever. And I'm a bit like, oh, fuck, man. Like, this is growth. And I don't know, man. Therapy gets my head sometimes. Yeah. It's good. It is good. good. It is good. But sometimes it's fucking like your brain you don't stop. Everything. Yeah, your brain don't stop, man. I love the, the therapy, the cogs turning and everything joining together, though, is so satisfying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being like, oh, that's why. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why. Like a, lot mine, a lot of mine's just PTSD, isn't it? But it all, but yeah. that's just the thing. Like, we have a conversation for, me and my therapist, I have a conversation about something for half an hour and then I come to the end. I'm like, but really, I'm, re- I'm reacting to the situation in a way or I think about this in a certain way because how I was as a kid. 100%. It all yeah, goes every single time. Oh, my, my therapist said to me, this is deep. My therapist said to me in my last session, the negative voice in your head, your dad. <gasps> and I was like, what? Oh. And she was like, think about your childhood house. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, y- you always feel like you're pushing to be accepted by it's someone. It's an approval thing. Yeah. And she was just like, the only person you ever want to say is proud of you or whatever is your old man. And she was like, every time you get in your head about something and you're negative, you're thinking and talking about in your head things that your dad would say to you. So like something would happen to me and I'd be like, I can't put up with this bullshit. And she'd be like, that's the way your dad would react. Is that how you want to react? Ooh. And I'm like, and I'm like, oi, Ooh, this, spicy. this is fucking <laughs> deep. And like, I find it now where shit's happened in the past and I've, and I've reacted in a certain way and been like, nah, man, let me just... Let me contain myself for a second and be like, is this what I want to say? Or is this me caring about what other people around me think or what they expect from me or what they deem normal is influencing the way that I'm conversating or dealing with or processing certain information. And then the more that I sit and reflect about what I want and who I am, the more I'm like, fuck, man, I've just been led by Mandem at all time. Like, like growing up, like I, I, I didn't have a bad upbringing. Do you know what I mean? I grew up in a, a house with two families, with with my mum and a dad. But dad was like a, a prisoner of war and mm-hmm. had a certain belief about the world. And mum was like fucking really level headed. Grew up in London and and understood what what the world was actually like. But besides like fucking goats and halloumi, and it <laughs> like, that's what my dad thinks the world is. And like I don't know, man. I just feel like I felt I grew up with two different perspectives mm-hmm. at all times that never merged. And I didn't know where I sat. And now where I do therapy, I'm like, I need to find where I sit in amongst all of this shit. Yeah. And it's the hardest fucking thing, man. And like, there's days where I feel like I've grown and there's growth and I'm positive steps forward. And there's days where I'm just like, I don't want to do anything today. And I just want to fucking sit and chill. But that's just life. That is life. Yeah. It's also and your prerogative as a freelance man. It is, it is. <laughs> do what you got to do. Freelance is difficult, man. Freelance can fuck shit up very quickly. Mm. Very quickly, freelance can fuck shit. Because mm. I ain't got no one to fall back on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If something gets, if shit hits the fan, it's me. Yeah, yeah. And it's a lot of stress at times, man. But yeah, it sure. can be. And I think the whole thing, one of my biggest things is fear. It's why I don't really do pop-ups. It's why I don't want to run a restaurant. Although I know I'm capable... There's a part of me that's like, nah, man, just don't do it. And I've done pop-ups before and I've fucking written menus in big restaurants and fucking done all of that stuff. But when it comes to me and only me, I feel like I'm vulnerable and I've got my pants down. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm like, oh, the only person that's going to get backlash or if this fucks is you and you're putting yourself on the line day in, day out. Every recipe we write, every video we record, all of that stuff. 
That's why I don't look at comments anymore, man. I'm just like, mm. bro, fuck you. Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't you don't know what I've done to yeah. get to this position. Mm-hmm. Shut your fucking mouth. Man. It's the thing that I still need to like teach myself is that you don't get to control what other people think of no, you. And you're not, not and you can't care about And validation, it bro. You. Validation's such a such a big thing for a lot of people oh, in, yeah. in many ways. Like I'm not I'm not I don't feel validated when I get loads of likes on mm-hmm. a on a on a picture. I didn't feel validated when I wrote a cookbook. I didn't I don't ever feel validated anyway. Do you know what I mean? I'm just doing my thing to make me happy. Yeah. You gotta make yourself it's like that I always talk about the Matt Damon story when he won the Oscar for Goodwill Hunting when he was like twenty he was like in his really early twenties. He was like twenty one or twenty two or something. He, he won the Oscar, he came home and he just cried. Because he was like, oh my God, like people, imagine if I had worked my entire life to get to this position and realize like, fuck, I've kind of like achieved the pinnacle of everything that someone in my field is supposed to do. Now what? And he felt so grateful that he'd done that get out at the a way. young age. You're like, not chasing a dream but, in a way that's It was terrifying. like, now I've got to think about what's important to me. Yeah, yeah. But how often do you reflect? Realistically, how often do you reflect? Positively, how often do you reflect? Positively, not very yeah. often. Me this too. Yeah. You've got to train yourself into doing it, especially is... when you're a one-person team. Of course. Because you have other people around you to bounce stuff off and say, like, we did a good job yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, You can only do that to yourself. And, like, <laughs> I, I feel like I've also got fucking severe ADHD in it. Like, I've yeah. got, it's why I shit in school. It's why I've worked in restaurants, because it, it worked for me, innit? Like, You've got something to do every five seconds. Yeah, I can't sit still with my fucking nothing. I've never, ever sat still. My brain's thinking about this, but four steps ahead. And, like, I just... I don't know, man. I just... I forgot what I was going to say. This is ADHD 101. <laughs> um, but like... I Reflecting. I, yeah, I've never ever sat down and reflected positively. And I feel like for me, there's... Because I don't want to ever be arrogant and fucking cocky and big-headed and cock measuring. Yeah. I don't ever fucking say to myself, well done for that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I wrote a cookbook last year. I left school with no GCSEs. I grew up around drug dealers and guys that sold guns. Do you know what I mean? And like, fucking, you'd never sit and say to yourself, fucking well done. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You've achieved something that years ago wouldn't have been on your radar. And now you're looking at this, 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 and this. And like, again, I'm having a deep, we're having a deep <laughs> nah, conversation. We here. should but do like, this more often. But it's like, nice. But yeah. like I, sat, I sat with my, one of my first ever fucking therapy sessions. I sat with my therapist, right? And she was like, what makes you happy? And I was like, fuck, what makes me happy? Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, is it bad that I don't know what makes me happy? But then she was like, picture your life in 50 years. Are you happy? She was like, after all the things you told me, like you've written X amount of cookbooks, you've done this on telly, you've done all the things you want to do. You're sat looking at your plate, you're sat in your like happy spot. And for me, it was with my girlfriend on a chair very similar to this, in front of a oh. fireplace, wearing a burgundy dressing gown. Oh, <laughs> lovely. Probably no Is pants. Is it made of silk? Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. no pants. Embroidered. <laughs> yes, yeah? Yeah, okay, um, okay. My bad, and, my bad. And she was like, is that has happy? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and she was like, your main goal in this life is to fucking be happy, in it? And I was like, fuck, man, I'm paying £55 an hour. <laughs> <laughs> for, this, for someone to say to me, just be happy, bro. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, man, I just, I don't know, man. I, I feel like, because we, we all do therapy, it's easier to, to vent. And I know this isn't a therapy podcast. 
And we've got, it should be. We've got it feels like Die Over CEO. Like, yeah, like we, we've, got, we've got people's shit to deal with. But like, I just feel like where I don't have that many people around me doing therapy, I don't often get to have these conversations. And I'm sorry, I've used this. Oh, no, I love it. it. Please like, don't we could, apologize. We could have done, done this in the pub. As oh my God, free. no, I love this. But like, I just, I, I'm, I don't know, man. Sometimes I'm, I'm just at, having days where I just want to fucking splatter words. We mm. we use this podcast as therapy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh, this All is the so time. nice. And guys. also for anyone, like anyone listening that's scared of doing therapy or apprehensive or whatever, just fucking book a session. Inbox me. I'll send you the links that I use to do it. It's all done with where you live and you'll find a therapist. I'd also say, rule of thumb, don't choose your first therapist. My first therapist was a cock. I've kissed a lot of frogs in therapy. Josh, so yeah, I've yeah, kissed yeah. a lot of therapists. No. Like, yeah. <laughs> Just to taste, test the waters. But <laughs> you'll, you'll soon find someone that you can confide in and have all those oh, yeah. conversations with and just give it a go, man. Like if you, like I've struggled with depression and anxiety and ADHD, I haven't, I haven't ADHD, maybe a little bit of Tourette's, but like I haven't since where I've had these conversations that would only be in my head, I haven't since in it. And if you're struggling, especially guys, I know a lot of guys need to fucking... Big time. Yeah, man, just have Big a fucking time. chat. Like, we're at an age now where the number one killer of men is suicide. Isn't it? Mm. And I lost a friend recently, not to suicide, but I lost a friend recently that to cancer who... It kind of just fucking opened my world up a bit. Yeah. And I was like, okay, man, let's just fucking sort our shit out. Yeah. And I don't want it to happen to you guys where it has to be something so big and so intense yeah. that you finally yeah. decide to be like, fucking let's pull our fingers out. If it's not yeah. making you happy, fuck it off and care about your happiness. Hold on to the things that you love. 100%. Fuck the things that you don't. In it? <laughs> yeah. Perfect. I oh, think that's an amazing way. Oh, I love it this so This is such much. a good season for us. Thank so you so good. much. Thank we can you. move on to other people's therapy and questions now. Yeah, should we yeah. therapise other people? Let's therapise. I've honestly, I enjoyed that so much though. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I get these sometimes. Also, like, no, we need it. I feel we like need people, it. People again, just with what we do, it's face value, isn't it? Mm. And this is an opportunity to have fucking real conversation and talk real shit. And like, yeah, I can sit in the garden and describe bits of dim sum as, a, as wet as a pussy can be do you know what I mean but, re <laughs> but, re but realistically there's there's layers to people and there's shit that you don't see behind the scenes that make people people and you should just fucking take that into consideration everyone's got their own struggles going on hundred mm. no matter how silly you can get speaking 100%. of people's struggles let's hear it I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com people today Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping and that extends to their outdoor collection their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware weather ready teak and quick dry foam cushions for Memorial Day get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com Acast and up to 25% off outdoor that's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at Burrow.com Acast 
I want to hear how juicy this shit gets. She says, I recently started hanging out with a new group of girlfriends. In a few weeks, we're going to go on a big trip together, which is super exciting, but I'm nervous about some aspects. The trip is to wine country and will involve quite a few wine tastings. I'm getting to know the gals. They're all so sweet. But one thing I've noticed is that none of them really like to drink. Probably maximum two glasses of wine with dinner. At least one doesn't drink at all. She's not going to make a big deal out of it, but the group's alcohol consumption is pretty light. I, on the other hand, love wine and definitely plan on making the most of our wine experience. (laughs) Is it okay if I'm the drunkest person at the party? Or how do you handle being in a situation when you're more interested in drinking than those around you? I feel like there's a lot of advice for the reverse of this situation. So this feels quite unusual. Curious to what you advise. I guess I should also add, I'm the newest addition to the group and they all know each other better than I know them. So maybe they'll surprise me. We'll see. Thanks so much. Mm. It's hard because I also, I kind of want to know an age group. Yeah. Um, I feel like in our kind of age group, lots of my friends are getting more conscious about leaning on alcohol as a crutch in like uncomfortable situations. We, as a friendship group, love a drink. But I feel like all of us have tendencies I'm, I'm speaking for myself and for my Big friends one. to use alcohol as a bit of a crutch when you're feeling a bit uncomfortable. You know, if you're at a party where you don't sorry. really know anyone that well or you are feeling like you're in a conversation where you don't really feel 100%, you'll drink as a means yeah. of like getting through it. So I get that. I feel like we're all a bit more conscious of this these days. Oh yeah, let me give you a glass. I said, <laughs> she says pouring her another glass of wine. <laughs> yes, please, more wine. <laughs> um, I'd say... Number one, do you, bro. Do you know what I mean? Do you. And if you want to get pissed, get pissed. You're on holiday. Yeah. yeah. Um, w- the reason I ask about age group is because, like, are these girls older than you? Uh, are they married off with kids? And they, they're, for me, it sounds like a very middle class holiday, number one. It sounds like. <laughs> It sounds wine tasting. Like, wine yeah, country. Yeah, sounds... so maybe they're in America. Wine country. True. Or yeah. Australia. Or but Australia. Amongst privilege, you don't, it's easy to get in your head and be like, oh, I don't want to be the one that's a drunk fart because I could look bummy or scummy or whatever. There's these things that go with being drunk. On a wine tasting, bro, like I went to Tilling and Wines recently. Oh, yeah. And stayed the night. When I mean I was drunk, bro, <laughs> like I'm I'm at a wine tasting. Like yeah. if, if I was here doing, if it was like all you can eat buffets, I have never left an all you can eat buffet without being uncomfortably. Without eating all you can eat. Yeah. So so like, also I feel like this kind of trip isn't, isn't something that's going to be cheap. So get your money's worth. Make the most Mm. of it. I ain't spitting nothing. And I'm, I'm drinking as much as possible. Yeah. And if these girls judge you off the back of that, I know that you're newly initiated into this friendship circle. I know that, that, there could be more to learn about these people. But from the get-go, if these girls judge you and make you feel uncomfortable for decisions that you feel make you happy, then fuck them, innit? Yeah, also that. Well, yeah, also, yeah, exactly. It depends on how long you've known these people because if, like, a major thing for them is you getting drunk, then they're probably not worth being friends with. I mean, don't bring the, you know that funnel thing that you have in American Pie? Don't bring that. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Don't, don't pour we, wine from a height into your mouth. We some... did this at my family Christmas this year. Yeah. No. We did a beer funnel. Because... <laughs> I okay, really so, want to come to one so, of your family's parties. So, so I've got lots of sisters. I've got four sisters. Yeah, yeah. And Where all do my, you fit? I'm the second oldest. Cool. So, But we're all quite close in age. So there's mm. only six years between the oldest and the youngest. Yeah, yeah. So we're pretty tight as a unit. 
all my sisters have long-term partners as well. Mm-hmm. And every year around Christmas, we do an event called Partnermas, yeah, yeah. which my parents throw, which is like Christmas part two, but with everyone there. Sick. And everyone gets so drunk. Yeah. Apart from my big sister who's pregnant, poor Ellie. Yeah. Um, but this year we did a secret Santa where the theme was something that people could drink out of. Nice. My sister's girlfriend got my dad a jock strap. Oof. Sexy. Are they plastic? <laughs> It, yeah, it was like a plastic. Oh, it was yeah, like yeah. a, I think it was like see-through blue. Nice. Yeah, it was sexy. Yeah. Lucky dad. <laughs> Why would you want a see-through drop strap? Who wants to see your dick and balls that got it. compressed? Yeah, Do you know, know what I mean? Like, and blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> compressed and blue. Preferably not my dad's either. Yeah, trust anyway, me. Anyway, someone else got my sister's boyfriend a beer funnel. So then for mm. the rest of the evening, like everyone, my dad, my mum, all of us were doing beer funnels. Oh my God. So bring me on this wine holiday. I'll keep you company. Iconic. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd, just, I'd just go and have the best time mm. and not worry about being judged or what these women are thinking of you or what these considered friends are even thinking of you because I can do the dumbest shit amongst my peers and the next day they could all be like, rain it in, Hass. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, I'll be like, okay, cool. And move on. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd be like, oh, I'm not talking to Hass again because he got really drunk. Yeah. Nah, bruv, it's none of that. People, if people are your real friends, they never hold it against you. Nah. Mm. I mean, I listen, if I fell out with my two closest friends, the amount of dirt, <laughs> the amount it's of It's not dirt, in your self-interest to fall out with them. Bro, like videos and pictures of us just doing dumb shit on nights out or whatever, or yeah, man, just... The, the closest people around you, the people that mean most to you, should know all of that horrible shit about you and just never use that against you. And mm. I've been to wine tastings and I've been the one there that was drunk. Yeah. But I've held myself with decorum and I've really enjoyed myself. <laughs> yeah. like, don't fucking do cleavage shots yeah. or anything. Just drink, <laughs> drink, drink the wine out of the glass like you're designed to. Mm-hmm. And if you want to swallow, swallow. And have a fucking great time. Enjoy your holiday. There we go. Us three would like to go on holiday with you because it's the kind of holiday that yeah. we would enjoy. Drop us a message. If it doesn't work out, drop us a message. It? As long as you're paying. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's Australia. Yeah, That's fucking so. hell. Were there any of the questions? And if it is Australia, I need extra leg room, please. <laughs> is it wrong to pay for most of my engagement ring if I earn a lot more than my partner? Ooh. So this was this is from a woman. I guess it depends if he's comfortable with that. Do you know what? I feel like Wait, is she buying herself an engagement? I think ring? she's paying for most like of her own engagement for her own engagement. Oh, okay, ring. cool. I think that's okay. I've got a lot of friends these days who like design the ring with their partner. And like I feel like that's just an extension of that, really, isn't it? Chipping in. Has is this something you've thought about? No. No. Um <laughs> Do you wear the engagement ring as well as the wedding ring? Is that a traditional? You don't traditionally, but I think lots of people do now. Well, sometimes people have a wedding band for... they put on and stack it with the engagement ring. So the engagement okay. ring is like the I'm fancy one. I'm definitely going to wiggle one around mine. Um, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't feel like earning more than someone or earning less than someone should be that much of a problem. If, you're, if you've agreed to go halves on rent and mm-hmm. you're going halves on what's happening in the house, mm-hmm. do your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can understand how that might make how it might make her partner feel, because I feel like although I don't believe in like I believe in equality when it comes to relationships, but I also do think there are things that you should do. Like when I when I plan to get married, mm-hmm. I plan to ask my my girlfriend's dad, mm-hmm. and like 
all those little things that are like gentlemanly and expected, fine. But things like rings mm-hmm. and I've, just pay for it if you want to pay for it. I feel mm-hmm. like obviously this person's got in touch because there's a particular ring or they want to design a ring in a, in a certain way. And if this is something that you thought about even before this partner, do you know what I mean? Because mm. like, we all fucking think about where our lives are going to be in 20 years or our beautiful weddings or what mm-hmm. you're going to do for your 30th birthday. If there's a ring in particular that you've seen that's a little bit more money and you can afford to do so, then do it. I feel like you're right though. Absolutely do it, but maybe like approach it sensitively if you feel yeah, like it's something that he... Yeah, yeah, the yeah, question maybe was. Expecting to do yeah, yeah. The way. question was, is it wrong? Not should I? No, it's absolutely not wrong. Not wrong. No yeah. It's twenty twenty three. Do yeah. what suits you. Yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah, do whatever, do whatever makes you happy. Is yeah. the general theme of this podcast. If yeah, that, if, that's <laughs> gonna, if that's gonna make you happy, then do so. But for me, things like rings. If I was gonna get someone to design a ring for me, Johnny Hoxton, it'd probably be like a, yeah. a, a smiley sovereign. <laughs> you know what I mean? Perfect. Yeah, I'll just go get matching tattoos or something, man. <laughs> You're right on the tradition thing, though. Like, I never would have proposed to my boyfriend. I wouldn't mind for some reason. I, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't do it. I just think I organise everything. That's one thing that I was quite keen on him organising. I feel like me and my girlfriend are better at it now, but I do feel like I take the lead on on organising things, nice and and doing dates and stuff. Really, it tends to be the it tends to be the other way around. The woman is the organiser. Yeah, I just I don't know if I don't I don't know if it's that I want to be in control, but I feel like. The one thing my girlfriend always says to me is, I always say, I'll sort it. And I've said to her, how many times have I said to you, I'll sort it, and I've never sorted it? <laughs> and, and she's like, yeah, cool. So she yeah. knows if I, if she says to her, to me, let's do this for this, or let's do that for that, and I say, I'll sort it, I've, I've got it bagged, didn't it? Mm. One argument that a lot of women put forward is that when guys pay for things, like the girl has probably paid exactly that much getting ready for the date. Yes. Fuck so, off, bro. Yeah. Yeah, that's no. bollocks. No, that's you bollocks. know how much it takes to get your nails done? Yeah, I, mean, I, get it depends nails, much... I get my nails done twice a week. Oh, do you? Twice a month. I was Sorry. admiring the shine yeah, on them. Yeah, I get my yeah. nails done. I get pedis. I do facials. That's I do all fair. Of that. Okay, so you're getting I've ready got, for the day too. I've got build up too. I guess, yeah. I use a very expensive face oil. Okay, okay. I take it back. <laughs> I, think, I think what I mean is kind of like in like the toxic heterosexual, heteronormative space. Yeah, yeah, fine. <laughs> On to the next question. Um, should we do the scallops one or is there another one? That... Oh, scallops sounds good. Yeah? Yeah, do scallops. This is a good has specific Hey, one. with two Ys. I have a, com- I have a question for you guys and has for tomorrow. I wanted to say I love you all and I'm a big fan. Oh. I was veggie for seven years, lol, and gave up about two years ago when I moved to Paris. Yeah, that'll happen. I'm getting back into cooking meat and fish and I really want to learn how to cook scallops but don't want to fuck it up because they're gorgeous and expensive. Any tips? Go ahead. No, you. No, you. no. Oh, is it for me? I'm giving it to you. Like we can um, we all take turns. I'd say buy them in their shells, number one. I don't ever buy a pick scallops. Why? Because I'm a... One, for me, it's about being hands-on and I like to do every step but also they stay fresher for longer. So... They're in their little house. Nothing can harm them. But once they're out of their little house, you've mm-hmm. only got three days before bacteria starts to build. And stuff okay. Like. Um, searing hot pan. I think the one mistake that people make when they're cooking fish is that they don't dry their fish. Fish is naturally let, wet. It lives in water, right? It's sat on ice. It's in a watery bag when you take it. Scallops come out. You pat them dry. Smoking fucking hot pan, like intimidatingly hot, right? Neutral oil, oil, uh, vegetable oil, Sunflower, peanut, 
something with a high smoking point. Scallops have two sides. They're deceiving, right? One side is a flat bottom and the other side is elongated. Yeah? Okay. The elongated side is your presentation side. Oh. That should be the side that hits the, that hits the pan first. So that once I've turned my scallop over, I've built that beautiful caramel sear on the top of it and they sit nice and pat like this. <laughs> Waiting, For listeners, Hass is yeah. currently doing an impersonation of a scallop. Sorry, I know this is a, this is audio entertainment, but I can't I can't help but not like imagine being a scallop. Um, so I'd say really hot pan, ninety seconds on the on the sear side, but don't fucking touch them. They've gone in. Leave them the fuck alone. I see one of my pet peeves is like, we're watching a cooking show. Someone puts something in the pan, and instantly they're like and stirring and stirring. Yeah, and stirring. Yeah. Let the fucking thing do its thing, right? Scallops in ninety seconds patient get your other bits and bobs ready yeah <laughs> imagine like when, when you're cooking you have to be like a duck in water your legs are going a million miles an hour but you can't ever give that away swoon around the kitchen like <laughs> get, your, style. Get, yeah, get your sauce ready <laughs> take your plates out of the oven make sure your plates are hot turn that turn that scallop over beautiful crispy caramel brown delicious also, I forgot to say season, but I don't have to tell you to season because that's very fucking important. <laughs> at that point, <laughs> at that point, my pan's got enough heat in it so it can come off of the heat now. The resi residual heat in my pan is going to cook the bum end of that scallop, but also is going to allow this little stick of butter that I've put in, about yay much, a fun piece, yeah, in, and I'm going to let that butter melt. Once that butter gets to a foaming point where it's all like... The bubbles are really fast. I'm going to start spooning over the top. This is all off of the heat. Spooning off the top, spooning off the top until my butter starts to like stop doing stuff. Then my scallops are cooked. And I'm nice. done. Ugh, nice. And we just ate and I'm salivating. I yeah. fucking love scallops. Again. Scallops got me laid twice. <laughs> <laughs> Serious. Nice. Only twice. Do you have a go-to for like when you twice. want sex? Oh, do you know it doesn't sound sexy, but it's pie. Yeah, sick. We have You've a routine. Said this before we have a sexy pie making routine. Nice. Do you make it together? We make it together. Yeah. We make the pie filling. We get it in the oven. What's that? Two, three times a week. <laughs> <laughs> what pie is it today? Then? I wish I had time. <laughs> I have really good pies in Scotland, actually. Really, oh yeah, really good not pie. another fucking curry, pie. <laughs> a curry chicken pie in Scotland. That's fucking delicious. Curry chicken pie. Delicious with mm. loads of. Loads of peas in it. Mm. Um, but for me, go-to, scallops, always. They are sexy scallops. They are sexy. They feel special. And also, if someone's watching you cook a scallop... And you're doing that, all that that you've that just... There's that whole theatre behind slow and like, I'm going to wear just something... Just gliding around. I'm going to wear something like flared at the legs so that it <laughs> accentuates my movement. Um, but like, I feel like watching someone cooks pretty sexy, to be fair. Mm. And knowing that that's going inside you and it's going to be delicious. Ooh. Really like... I think seafood is quite inherently sexy. It is, definitely. Yeah, but why are oysters sexy? Because it's they fucking... Are. No, but why? But I don't know, but they are. Because they look like, look like pussies. They, yeah, because yeah. they look like pussies. Yeah, I think so. It's, yes. Yeah, but the... no one's looking at a porcini like, oh, fucking... Uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? That mushroom's so sexy. No, it's, they're it's not. It's texture too with oyster, though. It's like, it's the appearance, it's like the softness, it's the saltiness. What is... It's a lot, of, a lot of sex that... texture. Yeah, it's just... Do you, chew, do you chew them? Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's a waste to swallow an oyster. I don't know. It's a thing. I love... I'm debating. I don't know if this is wanky. Mm. I'd like your advice, guys. Go on. It's my agony, aren't I? Shoot. <laughs> uh, at my wedding, I want oysters. Yeah, 100%. I want. I want oysters with toast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that all right? Toasts? Like, with oh, a champagne okay. toast. Oysters, I thought you meant yeah. Kingsmill. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just toast and ice. I want, I, want, I want cheese toasties to come out later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. It's going to be curry. Pizza for pockets. The, it's curry for the meal. Nice. Curry's a good wedding meal. It's curry for the meal. There's going to be a samosa mountain. Nice. In the corner. A so mountain. hungry. Samountain, they go over to the Samountain. Samountain's a great name. Samantin, and they yeah. just they get a samosa if they get a bit drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then cheese toasties later. Amazing. But oysters with toasts. Oysters, 100%. Um, Special. I'd feel like your friends and family would trust you enough to eat an oyster at your wedding. Yes. Exactly. There's I like, mean, how many people are one person will get sick, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, so. that ever since that episode of Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're talking oh. about my favourite film of all time, Mr. Bean's yeah, Holiday. Yeah, he scoffs them. Yeah, and he puts like, on the napkin. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know, like, I feel like Oyster Street Side is a new thing in London. There's, there's... You get the Sutton, shacks, yeah. Sutton's in Stokey, Broadway Market. There's a few, like, like the London oyster scene's a big thing. Oh, big time. Um, I do enjoy them, but only, only in the summer. I can't eat... I'm I'm really weird when it comes to eating like the, it's grey and shit out there now. I'm thinking like some sort of stew, Yorkshire Yorkshire puddings and like pies and I'm remembering about this this about you because when we first met, I think it was in the summer. Yeah, and we were yeah, talking yeah. about pasta, yeah, and yeah. you were like, I wouldn't eat pasta on a day like no, today. I'd be in my but garden. But today's definitely ragu. No yeah, this is ragu day. Today's definitely ragu, like fucking silky pappardelle. Mm. Do you know like, I'm going home and having for my dinner. What I've made some cavatelli this this no. afternoon. It's just sitting on the side. It's, oh, it's not, no. not a pie. No. <laughs> I'm having a nice crabby crabby cavatelli situation. Um, well, I think that's all we've got time for. Has this has probably been the most enlightening and wholesome episode we've had to date. I've liked this one so much. I know yeah, I've had such a great you. time. Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, Mam Sham. Yes. Tickets are sold out. So, but, oh. but look out for the next one. Um, book two. <gasps> Keep your eyes peeled. August 24. August 24. Uh, there's a few bits of TV coming up. Can't really say, but just Google my name and you'll find them. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm on Jamie Oliver's One Pound Wonders very soon. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, which is on Channel 4 at some point, sometime on the week. So, so I don't know when, but um, other than him. that, be happy all the time. Yay. Be happy, get tell therapy. Your, tell your people you love them, get therapy, eat nice food, drink nice wine. That's all there is. Isn't it? That's all there is. Anything you want to Thanks plug. for having me, though. No. You're so welcome. So it's been such a treat. Hanging out. Yeah, keep, keep your eyes peeled and uh, buy our meal at Burger and Lobster because it's nice. We had a lovely time eating it this evening. It's really nice. It's fucking delicious. It's indulgent. It's How sexy. It's fun. It's on until April the 10th. All stores? Seven. Seven across London. Do you want to name them seven that they are? I do don't think? know what they are. I wish I did. It doesn't even say on the press release. <laughs> <laughs> if you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Don't bother giving us a one-star rating. We don't want to know. We don't. We honestly couldn't give a <laughs> shit. Yeah, this is free. Don't pay for this. We only want positive feedback. <laughs> All the negative stuff, fuck off, bro. We're not paying for this. And leave us a review if you really enjoyed this episode or if you want Hass back on to do the next season finale and to talk about where he is on his therapy journey. I'll be five stone lighter. Yeah. (laughs) Season two has been such a joy. Thanks to everyone who's listened. Oh, thank you. Uh, We'll be back in a few weeks' time with a bigger, better season three. We will miss you, but we will will chat to you very soon. Big love. See you later. Bye. Bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.